howling was loud, the attack was vicious, and the dog that could no longer fight back would be dead soon. A feeling of relief washed over him, and he knew, beyond anything remotely logical, that he was there to save the dog. He yelled, and there was instant silence but for the moan of the wind. It had rained earlier, and between the wet chill in the air, the black shapes outlined against a dark charcoal sky, and the way the leaves blew across the path, there was an eerie feel to the night. When the dogs turned on him and charged, heads lowered, he felt as though he were facing some primordial foe instead of feral dogs in the park. Even for someone as rational as Jude, there was a second of horror before he heard the laughter. Turning, he saw the group of people emerge from the tunnel. Four men, three women, and the first guy on the end reached under his jacket as he called out, Hey man, you all right? The guy had a gun, and normally a man with a gun outside of law enforcement would be a concern. But right then, the only thing Jude could be was thankful. He took a breath so his heart could start again. What the fuck's going on? Another of the men asked. Turning back to face the dogs, Jude realized instantly that they were gone. Where did they go? That way, one of the guys said as the group reached him, pointing into the trees to the left. Man, you are all kinds of crazy. Jude didn't waste another second of time. Charging up the slight incline, he fell to his knees beside the injured animal. It was enormous, not as big as the others, their size had been freakish, but still the biggest dog Jude had ever seen. Oh shit, someone said behind him. The dog lifted its head just barely and looked at its savior before the snarl tore from his throat. The sound made everyone except Jude shudder. Oh my god, don't touch him! a woman exclaimed. Get back, he'll rip your arm off! a man warned. Jude was too close to the wounded animal. If the dog wanted to, it could tear out his throat or maul the hand reaching toward him. There could be no protection from an attack in the slight distance between them. Nothing mattered to Jude but the fact that the dog was hurt and needed him. Every other concern paled in comparison. The second he felt the wet, heavy breath on his skin, Jude knew it would be all right. He smoothed his hand over the dog's nose, and its tongue darted out to lick his fingers. Scooting forward, cradling the dog's head in his hands, Jude gently, tenderly, put the heavy skull down on his bent knees. The dog's whimper was almost painful to hear as it pushed forward, trying to get its body closer to the man. Jude knew the animal had to be freezing, it was shaking with pain and fatigue, but its innate need for human contact still had overcome its instinct for self-preservation. The dog wanted to be in the man's lap. It's okay, baby, I got you, Jude promised the dog as its eyes started to droop closed. There was a chorus of, oh, from the women, assorted groans, and finally the command from the first guy to help the fucking guy with his goddamn dog. Jude looked up at the man with a leather trench coat over his black Versace suit and thanked him. You are one lucky son of a bitch, the man smiled down at Jude, the diamond and his front tooth catching the light. What the hell were you thinking walking up on a wounded animal? He needed me, Jude said helplessly. Yeah, well I suggest maybe you use your brain next time. There was always a first time. Who woke up in the middle of the night and ended up saving a dog? The story was crazy, but even more amazing was the fact that no one cared. The nice lady at the intake window at the county animal shelter, the vet tech who took the dog from him, as well as the vet herself, none of them were interested in what had led him to the dog, only the fact that he had saved it. He was a hero, plain and simple, and they all took turns telling him that. Hours later, as he sat in the waiting area filling out forms, he found himself stuck on name of animal 
and couldn't get any further. There was no way he could be responsible for a dog when his entire life was up in the air. How could he promise to feed and shelter another life when he didn't even have a job? Sitting there, staring down at the linoleum floor, it was hard not to sink into self-pity. A month ago, the small, financially sound public relations firm where Jude had worked for the past three years had been acquired by Sheridan Grant, a behemoth in the industry with offices all across country. The impact was that there had been many layoffs and only very few jobs had been spared. Jude had been one of the lucky ones. His reputation and client list kept the wolves from his door. But job security ended up being the least of his problems. A new managing director had been chosen for their office, and Colton Bale showed up fresh from San Francisco with big ideas for change. Jude had no idea at the time what that meant for him personally. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Shea? Yanked from his...